new studio that is not on 83rd Ave, and you are listening to the Big Picture Podcast. Today we are chatting with the Mosker Film Festival co-chair. Welcome, welcome. Gunther. Thanks for having me. Yeah, welcome, welcome. Thank you Beautiful so much for coming. Beautiful studio, by the way. Oh, we're so excited about yeah. it. Very nice. <laughs> so who are you? Who am I? That's a very existential question. Okay. Yes, that's what uh, I always thought too. Right? Yeah, no. As it relates to the Moscars, I'm uh, I'm the co-chair. I've been on the the team for uh, this is my seventh year, which is crazy. Wow. I've been chair slash co-chair for the past four. I want to see yeah, four years. Holy, so, yeah, I have um, no idea. It's been it's been fun seeing the growth of the organization over the last little while, but. Uh, as it relates to today's topic, the who am I would be a co-chair of the Moscars. Different day, different answer, probably, though. Yeah. <laughs> and what is, so being the co-chair of Moscars, yeah. what do you do? What does that mean? That's a good question. I'm still figuring it out. Um, we have a huge team, like, relatively speaking. We've got about 30 people on our board. Wow. It's a, it, We're a non-profit, fully volunteer board, so this is, like, a passion project for everyone involved. No one is doing this as a full-time thing, even though Asa pretty much is these days. <laughs> but, um, but so, so for that, it just, there's, there's a requirement to have a lot of different people working on kind of specific areas of focus. And my job is to help kind of bring everybody together, right? So that all the different pieces of the puzzle fit nicely together so that hopefully by the end of it, um, we've got something that's uh, pretty magical. The other big thing that I look after is some of our more kind of national and international partnerships. So whether that's through different, um, you know, art and, and film bodies that we're trying to connect with or different creatives that we're trying to tap into in different markets. That part must um, be so exciting. <laughs> yeah, that, that's been kind of my biggest initiative, I would say, over the last five years. Is, yeah. Is how do we get this thing to be from a small grassroots little festival that's very Edmonton focused to truly on like an international and global stage. So that's been my biggest area of specific focus as a co-chair. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Sweet. Mm-hmm. And what is Mosker's film festival? Yeah, good question. So we <laughs> started back in 2006. So this is now the 16th year of the Moscars, 15 of like actual festivals, but the organization was founded in 2006. And basically what it is, is back then, you know, there was, it was like five years after 9-11, there's a lot of kind of weird stuff in the the media about Muslims. And a group of university students at the time was approached by um, the Center for Race Relations uh, here in Edmonton. And basically they were said, they were told, you know, why don't you guys as like the young Muslim community try to find a way in which you can dispel some of the misconceptions and stereotypes about Muslims um, and do it in kind of a creative artistic way. And so um, this kind of this initial group of, of the Moscars team basically thought, okay, why don't we tell people, grab a camera and tell your own story, right? So, um, so you know, the idea of, like, the Moscars, i.e., like, Mosque and Oscars kind of play on words <laughs> came about. Um, uh, and, and it was a huge hit right from the beginning. So the first festival, it was right in substage at the University of Alberta. Very kind of strong showing, mostly from the local community. 
Uh, and then from that point, it's kind of continued to grow and grow and grow. Um, and it's now evolved into being a legitimate uh, international film festival, which has submissions from literally all corners of the globe. Um, we're a short film festival, so all the films in, in our in our category are 15 minutes and under. So, um, so th we do programming throughout the entire year, but it's kind of capstoned by our main festival that happens annually. Unfortunately, due to COVID, we couldn't do it the last couple of years, but yeah. back this year. Um, and so we've got a main showcase where we show all of our finalist films. Um, we've got other forms of creative art also on display. So, um, you know, we've done comedy in the past where we have like Santa comedians come from all over the globe. We've got hip hop, we've got um, musical guests, we've got uh, spoken word artists. And then we added a second event a couple of years ago um, called Popcorn that's the best compliment to a movie of course um, <laughs> and it happens right after our main showcase which is at the Winspear Center um, and that is kind of where we can show mostly more of the local artistic scene and in a whole wide slew of different creative mediums so paintings photography we've had wood burners in the past calligraphers um, and the space itself, we do a lot of work to actually make super unique as well. So the main festival weekend this year, we'll, maybe we'll touch on it a bit later, we've got an additional event as well. So we've got three different events happening over the weekend, Friday, Saturday. Um, and uh, yeah, super excited about this year's event and, and that Friday event specifically too. That's amazing. Yeah. I feel like everything is like, especially like not post-COVID, but we're like allowed to do stuff now. Everything's uh -huh. coming back, up. like it's popcorn. We're trying. We're yeah. trying. We got delayed twice. Our first event was we were supposed to do September 2020, and then we pushed it to October 2021, and then we pushed it again to now March 11th and 12th. So it's a lot of pent-up energy. On the yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's what I'm feeling too. I feel like I just set so many seeds down and I'm just like waiting for them to grow and it's like, yeah. okay, springtime's almost here, but it's not quite on the horizon yet. You no, know? totally. You know, it's, it's, I, I kind of almost feel bad for people who joined our team sort of in like December, 2019, January, 2020. <laughs> and they have now been like almost literally like two and a half years um without any sort of like payoff like big payoff yeah and when you're in a volunteer organization like ours where it's like leading up to something grand you know all those false starts it's it's been a challenge for sure like even as a co-chair like trying to keep everybody motivated excited and pushing towards that finish line and then the finish line keeps moving yeah. you know it's uh it's is definitely something we've had to be really really aware of and super excited to finally Fingers crossed. Yeah, have it, have it within eyesight good, now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you have some good volunteers then sticking around. Yeah, yeah without like the for payoff. Sure, technically. For sure. For That's sure. That's awesome. Super passionate group. Um, and so, what kind of events and content is like available yeah. through Oscars now? So we um, we started off with just that one event, right? That was the one kind of thing that we do every year. Is like show the finalist films, might have a comedian come, and that was it, right? Uh, and then as I mentioned, we added that second event called Popcorn, where it was kind of a continuation of the main showcase, purposely meant to be more intimate though, so our main event at the Winspear Center, and by the way, I'll put this out there right now, this is an event meant for everybody, not just for the Muslim community. In fact, the intention, the, the original goal was to have this be an event where you could welcome the entire community, right? And showcase 
that we've got all these amazing creatives in, in, in sort of this Muslim community that is often just kind of very painted with one stroke. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's so got, powerful. Yeah, and we've got we've got fifteen hundred plus people that show up at the Windsphere Center every year for our main cool. showcase. And then immediately following it at Popcorn, we purposely kept it a tighter crew. Mm-hmm. Um, still 500 people, so it's not like super intimate, but um, we sell out of that every year. In fact, we're down to like our last like 20 tickets right now. So it okay. is something that <laughs> we really, gotta get them now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not even joking. Like it, it'll probably sell. Pause out the podcast. Yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll make sure you guys are covered. But uh, so 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 popcorn. The main f- showcase, um, and then then what we did was we started to add things throughout the year, right? So we do like panel events, we do workshop filmmaking workshops, which again is open to That's everybody, awesome. not just the Muslim community. Open to anyone who's interested in film as an artistic medium. Uh, we'll host like you know how to storyboard, how to edit, how to f- do videography, all sorts of different classes, um, and then we've done panel uh, it- discussions with. Um, you know, different Muslim creatives who are in Hollywood or who are in, you know, the the music industry and just kind of talk through some of their unique challenges and perspectives as well. Uh, And then what we did, we started this thing called the Vibe Series where we wanted to, yeah, we wanted to specifically kind of shine a light on either a a specific artistic medium or a specific group of individuals. Um, So we we did our first event back in February 2020 for, for Black History Month, where we did uh, an event specifically for black Muslim creatives. Um, and we had all, we had like five or six other events planned throughout the year for 2020. Mm, and then yeah. of course COVID happened. <laughs> and yeah, and like that kind of put a pause and everything. But that first event was like amazing. We had, you know, musicians and spoken word artists and comedians and singers, like all sorts of incredible artists. Uh, from like the black Muslim community and just giving them that specific spotlight was was huge right and we did that at the CKUA building and like had you know 300 plus people there it was it was awesome um, so when everything kind of stopped due to COVID we kind of pivoted a little bit did it uh, more virtually then mm. uh, we did like a virtual paint night uh, where we taught people how to do like you know basic painting we, we literally delivered materials to people's houses who registered <laughs> to the event. I was wondering how you do that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and we had like, an, wow. like, like a, like a professional painter, like kind of walk everybody through it on zoom. So we've tried to still do different things. And finally we had our first in-person event again in November. Um, and this was another intention, uh, like initiative of ours, um, where we wanted to have a more purposeful, um, environment and space for Muslim creatives. Right. So, an area where they could collaborate with each other, where they could potentially work on, you know, whether it's turning a script into an actual finished product or whether it was, you know, trying to share resources, whether, you know, photography studio type resources, editing bay type resources. So we had this vision of creating a maker space, like an actual, like, creative lab for the Muslim community. We had a space even picked out um, and we were working on all these applications to get grants to try to get make this happen. And then, yeah, when COVID happened, obviously put a pause on all of that due to the fact that this entire thing was intended to bring people physically into a space <laughs> to find areas. Um, so what we did is we pivoted to do it digitally as well. So we said, okay, the f- first intention of this is to create collaborative opportunities. So 
let's at least try to gather a list of all the Muslim creatives here in Alberta, first and foremost. Let's put all their information available to like on our website so that if anyone is looking to hire a videographer, photographer, graphic designer or whatever and wants to support our Muslim community, they can definitely do that. And so um, so we started to build this community of creatives, which had never before happened uh, here in Alberta. And we wanted to, as soon as it was safe to do so, find a way to bring them together. And so we did an event in November um, to call, we basically called it our Makerspace launch event. Um, and so that was in the space that we've ori we originally kind of earmarked for the physical uh, makerspace. Um, and it, that was amazing with 200 plus people again, like heavy, heavy creative, uh, creative driven event. So like I would say more than half the crowd were actual creatives from the Edmonton community. Um, we had their art on display, had a chance for people to buy the art if they were interested in doing so. Um, and we had people walking off the street and buy art. Like, it was awesome. Like, you know, people who are not Muslim, like, completely just like, oh, my God, that looks cool, walking off the street and come and grab it because the space was right across from the Westin Hotel, like Jasper and 100, 100 Street, so oh. the, the old uh, work hall studio. Um, so, yeah, like, just really prime location and opportunity to do that. So, um, so we do that. You know, try to create opportunities for, for the creative community just in any way we possibly can. And then the last thing we've done, um, to kind of go back to your original question from like 20 minutes ago, um, <laughs> just apologies for the monologue, but... Um, Keep going. But the, so, yeah, no, but the, uh, the last thing that we've done for this year, which is the first time we're doing it, is we're adding a second day to the festival. Um, and it's going to be on the Friday, where the main show is on the Saturday. Um, and we're calling it opening credits. And basically what it is, is it's again intended to be the largest gathering of Muslim creatives to ever exist. And um, we've invited and were able to get some sponsorship to help with the cost of travel and accommodation of 250 artists from all <laughs> over the world, wow. literally. So, um, so that's going to be an amazing, amazing opportunity for people to just connect, um, to hopefully make some contacts that they haven't had before. Um, we also wanted to invite um, two other types of people, uh, organizations that look to platform these individuals who obviously um, are less inclined to get that sort of a platform. So if you know, we've invited organizations all over the US and Canada who kind of specifically look to shine a light on Muslim creatives. And then we also invited uh, who we consider gatekeepers. So these would be large institutions that are kind of the decision makers between behind what gets shown in mainstream media and what doesn't, right? So we've mm -hmm. got, you know, representation from the Telefilm Canada, the National Film Board, um, CBC, um, you know, the, all these crown corporations. We've got uh, NBC Studios coming. We've got, you know, Netflix was invited to come out and, wow. and send a representation. We've got all sorts of different producers and studios coming to fill the room, too. Um, and, yeah, so we're going to be doing a panel conversation with um, uh, Sahar Jahani, who's, like, an amazing writer based out of L.A. Uh, she's written on 13 Reasons Why, she was on Rami, The Bold Type, like a whole bunch of different um, like kind of big mainstream TV shows and she's also adapting a bunch of 
uh, of books for like major studios right now and working on her own original script. Uh, we've got Hamza Huck on the panel. He's the star of Transplant, which is on CTV and NBC. Uh, we've got Zarka Nawaz, who made um, a show like about 10 years ago, I think it launched, called Little Mosque on the Prairie, which was like the first big mainstream like Muslim cast on Canadian television. It was for CBC. She made that and it was like a big deal. And she's now working on her next follow-up show. And so we have her. And then we've got Claude Jolie-Cour, who's the president of the National Film Board for Canada. So... Um, so we're going to do, you know, really open, honest conversation amongst the four of them about, you know, how do we go from just wanting representation to now wanting nuanced representation, which is kind of the next step in, mm -hmm. you know, how we can hopefully tell some more diverse stories in, in mainstream media. That's amazing. Yeah, that's exciting. Like, you got like two hundred people from around the world. Man, it's pretty. It's pretty wild. Like we're we're blown away ourselves. Holy to be honest, just to see like the reception. Yeah. Yeah, right. That's what I was thinking. It's yeah. incredible what you guys are doing. That's insane. Thank you. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> yes. we've got a hardworking team. Yeah, yeah, you guys have quite Seriously. a bit there. There was like the five festivals. There's the popcorn, the actual festival itself. Now you got the pre-festival. Yeah. Now one other thing I'll mention before Asif kills me is we also have uh, a podcast that we started about three years ago now. Um, so we're on. We just wrapped our third season. Um, under the, the leadership and production of Asif, who's with us here today, but silently sitting in the background. Um, <laughs> and, and that's been an amazing journey for us, too, because it's just given us an opportunity to connect with this, like, wide, wide, wide array of different Muslim creatives. We've had WWE wrestlers on there who are Muslim. Nice. We've had, like, art, like actors and uh, singers and writers and um, professional video game gamers, like, this crazy wow. disparity of, uh, of, of of Muslim creatives from all over the world, and um, that's just been like a super fun uh, adventure, just to kind of keep content fresh throughout the last two years as we've been dealing with COVID too. So, yeah, it's so, insane how it changes everything. Hey, really, everyone had to pivot onto some sort of online internet it's sort nuts. of. <laughs> how can we virtually get together? <laughs> no, for real, for real. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, it was good for while it lasted, but yeah, can't really wait to go back, back to some too. sort of yeah well, crowd even, like, dancing. Even this, right? Like even recording a podcast or having like a conversation with people, doing it in person, like we're doing right now, is so much so better, better. So much like yeah, it's just a a more genuine experience. I feel than doing it over you know, what we do it over, right? Like, just over the over the computer and yeah. hoping that people's audio isn't screwed up. And, like, you know, it's, yeah. Yeah, I mean, here's way better. We got juice boxes. <laughs> oh, yeah. We got San Pellegrino. I'm living large. I guess oh. a whole different, a whole different We got candles. Yeah, like, right? You yeah, can't pass that mood. along. Yeah. Camera screen. Seriously. <laughs> yeah. That is too funny. I, and it's like welcoming people into, like, you know? Your yeah, space. Your space. You're like, this entirely. is us. Who are you? Completely. Completely agreed. Yeah. No. For sure. Oh, it eats you up as soon as you walk in. It really does. Yeah, there's a... Uh, it's swallowed. This is, this is good. This is this is a good representation, I would say. <laughs> um, Can you, like, paint us a picture of what, like, an average event might look like? Of average, like, Moscow's event? Yeah, so the main showcase is, like... Our big thing right mm -hmm. and so that starts with a red carpet ceremony where literally there's a red carpet as people walk in um, and it's at the Windspear Center so I mean you know one of the most 
beautiful venues Edmonton has to offer. Mm-hmm. Um, and after the red carpet, you, you've got this lobby, which we do a lot. Everything we do is very, like, we try to make things as unique and um, purposeful as we possibly can, right? So even when we're playing with, like, this amazing venue, the Winsbury Center, we still try to make aspects of it super unique, right? So the lobby, we spend a lot of time, um, you know, putting art installations within it, making interactive displays wherever we can. Oh, that's awesome. Um, so, so, yeah, so you'll, you'll kind of explore that. And then once the show starts, um, <clears throat> it's a jam-packed, literally we were going over it today, uh, this year's festival is going to be like literally from 7pm to 11pm with like a 25 minute intermission and like down to the 30 second mark. Like it is wow. crazy <laughs> programmed. Like, um, and so this year we've got <clears throat> uh, like amazing performances. I don't want to give away too much because there's a lot of like surprises that we have planned for the event, um, but we'll have, you know musical performances, we'll have some sort of artistic display at the start, usually we have some spoken word, and then our host will come out, kind of get the crowd warmed up, we'll do our first batch of finalist films, because again, the intention is always going to be back in the films, right, we're a film festival mm-hmm. first and foremost, um, so we'll do the, the first batch of films, um, typically we'll kind of break for an intermission, um, when we come back, we'll do our other featured artists, so you know, this year we've got KM, who's like this amazing Libyan-American um, rapper slash like musician and he's got like this amazing seven person band that comes and plays oh. with him while he's, while he's like rapping and, and singing um, so he'll do a set and then uh, we'll show our next batch of films um, our other featured artists will do a set um, and then uh, and then we'll wrap up with like an actual award ceremony so um, Hamza Huck and Sarah Jahani who we mentioned and then we've got another um, judge, so those who are going to be judges on our, on our jury, and then uh, we've got a third uh, judge as well who will come and kind of uh, share who they have as their winners of the festival. So we've got everything from like uh, best film, um, best uh, cinematography, best acting. Um, we've actually got two new awards this year as well. Um, actually, one new one, and then one that we added a couple of years ago. So we wanted to make sure we still promoted local Edmonton and Alberta-based artists as much as possible. So we have a, an award specifically for best local artist. Um, and then we've also got uh, this year a new one called, uh, um, we had an award category called the preview, where it was essentially, okay, we know it's been super hard to make content during COVID. Um, show us the best thing you can make in your own home. And not like without, you know, the big opportunity to go shoot on location or go do like whatever what can you make at home um and submit that as a as a film so so we've got the winner of that that will also be announced um and uh and then we've got a people's choice award as well so that's something that like everybody in the audience can live vote for while they're there so um so yeah so we do that presentation we do the award ceremony uh and then we we wrap up and send everybody to popcorn where we have a wow. good time. Yeah. That is so awesome. Yeah. And is this event like the black tie event? Yeah, so like, I mean, it's not necessarily black tie, but it is people do kind of, you know, yeah. use it as a chance to get dressed up. And Isn't like, there a red carpet there too? There stuff? is a red carpet. So, yeah. so I mean, you definitely don't want to look too too sloppy, but, you know, <laughs> everybody's, everybody's style is their own. So, you know, there's no dress code per se, but people like to look fly, that's for sure. 
Yeah. I would, yeah. <laughs> Lucy right? yeah. Will, will wear a grad dresses. <laughs> <laughs> All the way down to the grass. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no ball suits. gown requirements per se, but, uh, but definitely feel free to, you Does know, not have to be a requirement. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's so much fun. It's a, it's a great time. And it, it's, for our team, it's like 72 hours of no sleep, but it <laughs> is, uh, it is like you're wired the entire time mm. just because it's so crazy. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, it's fun. Um, That's incredible. It sounds like really exciting at the very beginning, too, when you have a lot of things to walk through and a lot of art installations. Do you have yeah. any examples or memories of anything that was, like, your favorite or something really that popped out? Uh, in the pa- So in the past, like, there, there's really two opportunities for us to get super creative, right? Mm. And the, the lobby is, like, a, gr- a great place to just do some, like, fun things. Um, but popcorn is, like, really the big showcase yeah. of, of artistic talent. And, you know, for us, it's not just about, like, what are the artists that we're able to get on display, which, again, we've had amazing people on display there. Um, like, mostly local artists as well, or, or Alberta-based artists, I should say. But um, our last event in 2019, we took over, I don't know if you guys are familiar with, um, there's a space in City Center Mall that Vignettes actually took over first. Um, and then... Um, the it was, yeah, it was like the, the, the ATV bank there. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so sick location, super sweet location. And so we took that over and for about two weeks completely converted into what we thought could look amazing for our, our audience. Um, and so that was probably one of the most like impressive things that I've seen in terms of like transformation of a space from. Um, you know how we took it over which was still like very cool had a lot of art in it but what we presented was like at another level I thought and and that was something really really fun and exciting Um, we're going to be doing the exact same thing this year for popcorn we've got even more of a blank canvas which presents uh, some challenges as well as huge opportunities for us Um, so I feel like I could probably say it, but uh, I think our official announcement is tomorrow, but I mean, I think this comes out on Friday. Yeah, so, sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so yeah, so we, we've got, we've, we just got confirmation, like, earlier, actually last week, that we are able to take over the Scotiabank place on 100 Street in Jasper. So Scotiabank used to be there forever, and then just recently vacated, and Scotia Place which is now rebranding to Rice Howard Place because Scotiabank left the building, um, uh, bought, it took the space back over. And it's been empty for about, you know, the last couple of months. And it is, like, amazing. It's an amazing thing. Like, literally 20-foot, like, uh, windows, like, uh, floor-to-ceiling wow. windows Ooh. right on Jasper Ave and 100 Street. Um, and, yeah, so we got possession yesterday. So we're going to spend the next two weeks totally oh, transforming that space. Um, so fun yeah we're going to try to post some like behind the scenes stuff too um, as we go through it um, but yeah that that to me is like our team's artistic talents is so cool to see Yeah. how do you even like get a venue like that yeah. what hoops uh, did you have to jump through great question <laughs> um, yeah, like I've got some friends in the real estate world who connected me with the property manager there, and I was like, "Listen, like here's what we do, here's why we do it. Um, we would love to make this space like activated for you guys, right? I mean, 
it for them it's just sitting there empty yeah. and they're like okay we can get back to the community and we can draw people to our building when you know there's nothing not, there not a lot going on in downtown Edmonton right now yeah um and so then it's like okay how do we make it safe right because that's obviously critical so I had to get on the phone with the fire department being like, mm. can we get a permit for 500 people in a space that was like fire code capacity for like way less because it was a bank before. Yeah. And they were like, when do you need it by? And I'm like, March 12th. <laughs> and it was, it was like February 15th. And they were like, there's no way. Like there's, these things take like months, right? Yeah. I, we had a different venue locked in before and it unfortunately fell apart last second. I won't say what it is just because I want to badmouth them. But <laughs> it was the bay. Um, Name John. Yeah, and so, yes, yeah, so we were scrambling for popcorn this year because we thought we had it locked in. And then last second they oh said, God. no, we can't do it. And so then we were like, oh, my God, what do we do? So um, the Rice Howard Place or Scotia Place, whatever you want to call it, have been, like, absolutely awesome to work with. Um, oh, they were incredible. like, yeah, they were like, no, 100%. Uh, I think Morgard is the name of the property management group, so shout out to Morgard. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and they were like, yeah, we want to help the community. So, whatever you guys need, like, as long as it's safe, you get the green light from fire department, let's go. And so, I had to hustle hard to get that, but finally got that last week, the special permit for 500 people. Um, and uh, here we are. Yeah, it's it's really cool. We've done it like uh, in the lobby of Edmonton Tower when that first opened back in 2018. And again, same thing. It was like as one property, just like the Kate's group, I guess. They were they were like, yeah, want to help the community? Let's do it, right? And you know, free of charge, like totally just wow. pay for the security and the cleanup and make sure you don't break anything and get your liability insurance and you're good to go. So. It still, like, is quite the undertaking from an expense standpoint because we're taking essentially a blank shell and turning it into something. Um, but really, really fortunate to get the support of the local community for that, too. Yeah. No kidding. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Getting our tickets. Yeah. <laughs> right and Friday, Just by the way, it. actually, while we're giving shout-outs to developers, which isn't really something you typically do, but um, the Friday event is at Epcor Tower, which they haven't done an event since 2018 in that space, so they have a full floor that's, like, empty, like, <gasps> just 16th floor is just completely, oh like, empty, and you get, like, these panoramic view of the city from there. Oh, wow. Um, so, yeah, so they were down to give us access to that space for, for the Friday, and it's just, like, unreal, same thing, right? Just super, super kind of them, willing to support the community and uh worked out really well yeah i feel like especially post-covid so many places like they just be like yo can i use your space and yeah like, yeah do you need this and this totally. and, and we also have this and it's yeah. just like they're hungry out there they are they honestly going. are and i think like it's a testament to our city too in the sense of like we're generally willing to help you know what i mean like mm. um like there's not this oh well you know we need to be paid x money in order to make this happen it's like yeah i mean it's sitting there empty anyway let's activate let's make it work right they, there's this like community vibe that i think a lot of bigger cities struggle with which makes things like our event possible you know yeah that is so true i've always yeah. wondered that about edmonton too what is it about edmonton that has this almost small town vibe totally, to it totally <laughs> yeah 
Neighbors helping neighbors. I no, hope so, sure. at least. I mean, oh, that's what I, the yeah. life I want to believe. Yeah, right? I mean, it is. we talk about this a lot, where it's like, we're kind of situated in this perfect, um, like, size of a city, because... We're big enough that we've got this Muslim artistic community. We've got enough passionate people who are willing to make this project work. But we're small enough that we've got an opportunity to take advantage of this like small town community, people helping people type thing. As well as the fact that we don't have a hundred other organizations competing for the same talent yeah. that we're kind of trying to amplify. Um, and so as a result, you kind of become um, like... You know, it's a lot of responsibility. You got you. You are the show if you wanted to. You know, be involved with like the artistic community within like the Muslim world. Um, it's kind of a strength when you put it. Yeah, that so it's like it's we've kind of you know we've been very fortunate because like I used to live in in New York and it's it would be it would be really? it would be hard to get this level of buy-in from thirty people there. You know what I mean? Because yeah. they're all going to be working on their own thing. And there's all sorts of different organizations competing for their attention. And then being, like, I think if you were to pull it off, you'd probably get more people at the event. But to, to pull it off would be crazy hard. So we're lucky that we have, like, 30 incredibly passionate, dedicated members of our board, which props to Edmonton for that. Although we also yeah. have some out-of-town people, so props to those guys, too. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, everyone. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And so has the launch of the, like, Moskers market space happened? The, so the makerspace, yes. Yeah. So um, digitally, yes, right? So if right. you go to our website, you can see that entire digital catalog. You can get in touch with them. You can see their work on display, all of that. Um, as it relates to, like, the physical space itself, we're still working on that. So um, obviously with COVID and then with Omicron kind of putting... <laughs> Further, like it, it just we couldn't justify pulling the trigger on a lease. Yeah. Um, but you know, hopefully if things start to normalize. That's still a project that we want to pursue, and we've got like floor plans already. We've got everything kind of ready to go. Um, we've we have partnered with another organization in the city who's got another space, um, and you know we've kind of said okay maybe as an in between time we can work together in their space. But yeah, we've kind of. We've got this vision of having this high traffic area location where people could be like walking on Jasper Ave and be like, what the hell is this, right? I love that. Yeah, and like they can walk in, they can engage with the artist, they can see that there's like amazing things, they can purchase art. Uh, we were even talked about putting a little like coffee shop in the front where, you know, people can enjoy like the culinary arts of different, you know, Muslim countries, right? So just a way to, you know, without making it about like, the the text right it's not about like scripture or like being like the islamic religion per se it's about normalizing the individuals who practice this faith right mm -hmm. and recognizing that we've got this amazing um diversity of our community that you don't usually get a chance to interact with and for me that's like best served in a in a high traffic area where you get exposure to all sorts of different people all the time like even when we were setting up yeah the the makerspace event right when we were in that venue we probably had at least a dozen people stop by and be like what's going on here and like you know we would talk to them engage them and be like yeah here's what we're all about and they'd be like that's awesome like we want to come to the event and we're like yeah let's come through right yeah. so it was it was it was great like it was it's exactly kind of why i think it's important to make a physical space happen so 
Fingers crossed we can make that a reality. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Well, that's and, exciting. Um, you talked a little bit about it before, but you have a podcast as well. Mm-hmm. Um, what's it all about? Yeah. So the halal gap, which I don't know if you guys are familiar with the term halal, but basically, so it's a play on words a little bit, but halal is essentially like kosher, like halal is the kind of the the type of meat that Muslims are supposed to eat the way that an animal is sacrificed and just generally means like things that are permissible, right? Um, So in, uh, as like just a colloquialism, I guess is the appropriate term, the halal (laughs) gap is like oftentimes referred to jokingly as like, the gap that like guys and girls will leave between themselves when they're like uh you know taking photos or something like that where it's like like you know where you get the kind of like the term like leave room for jesus like that's kind of that's the halal gap you know um but so we so we put it's like a bit of a play on words right so we thought okay well there's that that everybody kind of knows of but then just this there's a gap of representation right in terms Mm. of the artistic community and in terms of just widespread media in general um, so, um, so we thought, okay, perfect. Yeah. The halal gap in terms of rep- the gap of representation of the Muslim community in media. So the entire point of the podcast, um, is to try to speak to creatives who have, who are either currently like hustling hard to try to make a name for themselves within different artistic mediums or have found some level of success and hear their story. Right. So we never talk about like religion per se, unless it kind of naturally comes up. Um, but we're hearing their stories. And as I mentioned, we've had a chance to speak to this like amazing variety of artists from like Golden Globe winners to uh, world champion wrestlers to um, to like all sorts of like Peabody winning writers, like just this amazing under, you know, this this talented group of people that Otherwise, you know, a lot of even people in the Muslim community don't even know about, you know, and um, just giving for us, I think a lot of it comes back to, you know, when we were younger, we didn't really have a lot of those people that we could look up to and be like, okay, yeah, this person did it. Like, you know, so it's it's, it's about showcasing some of these pioneers and then also just maybe normalizing a little bit more for even our own like community. The fact that, hey, this is a legit and like viable career path. And here's how this, it's not easy and it's not going to be like linear, but it's doable, right? And well, don't it's tell everyone your secrets, you know? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, but it's, it's one of those things where it's like, it's so true though. Representation matters, right? And that's really what it comes down to. Yeah. And, and, you know, being able to share those stories is so important. Is super important for us, yeah. That's amazing. Um, and how has the growth been since you guys started like recording your podcasts? Uh, it's been wild, yeah. It's been, you know, first year we had probably about, like, eight listeners, even though we had, like, 20 people on the board, so it was like, <laughs> what's going on here? Um, and now it's been awesome. Like, you know, we've got, we got featured in a, in a couple of different, um, like, best of lists, and uh, we've had, like, amazing growth in our numbers. We're getting sponsorship offers, all, like, all over the place. Um, so yeah, it's, it's been nothing but awesome from like that perspective. And I got to give a lot of that credit to Asif here, who has like been literally the best researcher you can imagine. I think a lot of what people, uh, enjoy about our, our medium is that it's, it's similar to this. There is like long format conversation. Um, 
but we dig deep. Uh, he digs deep more accurately. <laughs> um, and so we get well below the surface. It's not just about like what they're working on right now. It's about the person personally and you know how they grew up and you know what what kind of pivotal moments in their life happened. So yeah, I mean, I think the content of our conversations has also evolved to the point where it's become more engaging for people, which then in turn allows for more exposure. And he's cut up a bunch of our clips for TikTok and like that's popped off like crazy. And so it's just one of those things where it's like if you create the recorded content and then also have like the video to back it up, you can amplify well beyond just the podcast, right? Like, it's grown our social media platform, it's grown our, our YouTube channel, it's grown, like I said, our TikTok from scratch to like 3,000 followers in like less than half a year, and like tens of thousands yeah, of hits on each of our videos. Like, it's, 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 the podcast is great and amazing, but even if like we had zero listeners on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, the content that you can pull from it is massive. So it's been awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm like writing notes here. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. same. <laughs> we should definitely be do- doing some of this video recording soon yeah, yeah, yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I've been talking about it. And I'm really, yeah. Every once in a while, there's little tidbits that I remember in my brain too of like how well the conversation went. And sometimes they're just so funny, just little tidbits here and there. No. So yeah, oh, that'd be so like, hilarious. Yeah, once you add recording, I'm like, look at it and I'm like, the extreme close-ups on tiktok are not always flattering <laughs> but it's good times yeah. <laughs> whatever it's a lot we have to get over when it comes to recording ourselves too totally you know totally. we're gonna be perfect <laughs> no exactly it's all good and so how can people get tickets to event all of the yeah. events so the is our website um and that's where all of our tickets live um you should you could follow us on social media at moskers film fest and we post tons of links there to our tickets as well um but yeah the website is probably the most direct way and everything is digital everything you just get to email to your qr code email to your yourself and uh everybody's familiar with qr codes at this point um and we will have probably like a select few number of tickets available at the door uh we typically sell you know a couple hundred tickets uh, on the night of but as mentioned if you're looking to also attend our after party popcorn um i would probably guess that it'll be sold out by the time this comes out but maybe not like we might be able to release a few more tickets um, so definitely jump look. on it ASAP. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lucy just ends up buying them all. Whoops. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Scalp them out. <laughs> selling them for like, work. Yeah, hey, anyone come on, come on, some cool? Or this bit was lit. Yeah. <laughs> Sell them back for 50 m- more dollars. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Secondary market. Exclusive. <laughs> um, oh. And how has... Um, COVID impacted Moskers and the events? Yeah, it's been crazy. Like, I think mentioned earlier, like, even just the actual main showcase being pushed back twice was was a lot, like, very challenging for the entire team. And, you know, obviously we, we've ta- talked about and touched on, like, the actual event and the events that have had to be kind of postponed or, or you know, for the vibe, a lot of them were canceled, unfortunately. 
Um, but I would say for, for me and for like Sophia, who's my co-chair, um, the biggest challenge that we faced was definitely like how do we keep the team engaged? You know, like we got a group of volunteers um, and you work so hard and you have this huge payoff. And you kind of like, it's like you're right prior to burnout and then you get this amazing payoff and it like re-energizes you and you're good to go for another year or like you get fresh faces and they're they're excited for a year and then like that's that's the process that's worked, right? But for the last three years, it was like you're on the cusp of burnout and then there's no <laughs> event and yeah. then it's like maybe next year and yeah. it's like, oh, like, like, <laughs> and then you're, you're, you're pushing that and then it's the same thing, right? It's like that happened twice and it's this like we've had a few a bit of turnover in, on the team like throughout the last three years but over 70 percent has stayed intact and like maybe even over 80 percent now that i think about it and that's like amazing right like that considering there was like they were they're still working their asses off it's just like the rug was pulled out from underneath them at the last second you know and um so we've had to do a lot to try to just keep morale high. We try to do as much like online team building and like fun social events whenever it was safe to do so. Uh, we did like um, Zoom gift exchanges for like yeah. the holidays and stuff. For, like, you know, all sorts of kind of just fun things to keep people engaged. And, it's adorable. Um, yeah, and like we... Uh, the, the, the big thing for us, too, was that we wanted to make sure we had regular meetings, even if we didn't have a date in the calendar. And, you know, for us, it was important for, for everybody to still feel engaged and a part of something that was going to happen, as well as the fact that we still wanted to push as much um, digital content as we could throughout the year, right? Um, so that pivot was really big, was like, okay, now we're meeting on, you know, online every week or every two weeks um, rather than in person. Um, which again creates like this challenge because when we were meeting in person back in like 2019, 2018, everybody would just go get dinner after, you know, and you like develop these like awesome bonds with everybody and become super close. Whereas now it's like, you know, it's 7.30 on a Thursday and you're on Zoom for the last 10 hours because at work you're on Zoom all day and like you're just over it. And it's yeah. like, you know, you can see people's attention kind of like like waning a little bit you can't blame them like it's it's so tough right so that's been by far the biggest um adjustment like organizationally but yeah for the moscars like events the externally facing things huge pivot towards digital huge pivot towards how do we push our, our podcast and how do we push the content we can pull from our podcast so like the tiktok videos and all that stuff um and then um as soon as we were able to how do we get back in person as quickly as possible? Yeah. Yeah. As it's, soon as we're able to, yeah, yeah, same. <laughs> I feel like yeah, the thought of time. joining a Zoom call makes me like nauseous. Oh yeah. <laughs> like yeah. Yeah. It's, it's been a lot. <laughs> hard to switch to like online, but it looks like you guys have been like doing it really well. It's been Gotta like be yeah, I, it's mm -hmm. been good. But like you know, I will say the the. Ch I would say the hardest one is when you have this hybrid, right? Of like a couple of people are online because they're still not comfortable being in a group. A couple of people are in person. Like that's that's the hardest balance in my opinion because, you know, now you're dealing with like, oh, what did you say? Oh, you can't hear you. you. You like in the back of the room, I can't hear you. Like, you know, and then people lose interest and it's like, oh my God. So when it was everybody digital or like everybody in person, it's 
pretty manageable. But like, yeah, the the last couple of months where it's like half and half, that's been hard. I will say, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. Personally, so hard too. Oh my goodness. Oh yeah. <laughs> life has been changing. Yeah. Oh for sure. Sounds like your life has been changing a whole lot too. Like, yeah. Uh, share any um, <laughs> personal information we do have. <laughs> One question on the pod asking, did she say yes? Yeah, so I had to reschedule this podcast back in February because it was literally the only day that I could propose to my now fiance. uh, And she did say yes. So, uh, yeah, that that happened. And uh, she said yes. Congratulations! Thank you. Thank you. I think she had very low advice. expectations, which made the entire thing go incredibly well. So I appreciate <laughs> you guys rescheduling me. Um, <laughs> no problem. Yeah, it was For something like that, yeah, no problem. Yeah, like, oh my <laughs> really, god! I was reading it, and you're like, "So big secret." I'm, yeah. I'm proposing. I'm like, "No worries, man. No worries, man." <laughs> I was like, "I tried moving the proposal, it's not happening." We moved the podcast. <laughs> That is awesome. Yeah, it was was great. Went over really well. And what kind of talent has Moskers brought to Edmonton? Yeah, we've had a whole slew of people. So um, it started off a lot of comedians that we would bring in. They would host the event, kind of make things fun for everybody. Um, And we continued to do that throughout. We had, um, you know, a a bunch of big names kind of more in the Muslim community. So like Maz Jabrani, who's a, a really famous Persian comedian we brought him a few years ago um Azra Small, like a bunch of these guys and Rami Youssef who's now started to become more in the mainstream he won a golden globe for his show um he's hosted our event twice uh we had brother Ali who's like a really famous rapper and Amir Suleiman who's like an incredible spoken word artist um you know all all sorts of like really cool diverse creatives um 2019 we wanted to again like specifically shine a light on uh within the Muslim community, a further underrepresented group. So we did female Muslim creatives as our focus. Um, so we had um, Selma Hindi, who's like an amazing stand-up comedian. She hosted the event. Mona Hader, who's a rapper, um, hijab-wearing rapper, um, like unreal. She was our featured performer. Uh, and then we had Tamiro, who's uh, an amazing local poet, uh, do a spoken word feature for us. So, um, So that was awesome. This year, we've got like easily the most ambitious slate we've ever had um we've got a light calligrapher from tunisia named uh, kareem jabari who's like uh he's kind of the pioneer of this like art form of light calligraphy which um i don't know if you guys are familiar with it yeah but like you literally have these like lightsabers basically doing all these weird patterns and then you know eye tracers yeah and then all of a sudden like behind you there's like this amazing display of art that is too cool so he's gonna be there Uh, we've got a musical duo out of uh out of new york called fudger plus ali who's gonna be performing km who's that um hip-hop artist who's got like this incredible seven minute person band um that plays with him um he's gonna be doing a set uh, we've got our host, Ismail Lutfi, who's, like, one of the funniest guys I've ever met. Um, he's going to be hosting the entire event. Um, and then at the after party, um, and same with previous years, we've got a whole bunch of, like, more visual artists on display and more kind of, um, kind of still work. So not necessarily, like, m- motion pictures, but, like, you know, photography and 
um, painting and calligraphy and all sorts of stuff like that. So that is predominantly more of the local community that we'll be putting on display, but we do also have some um, kind of more national, we get some guys out of Toronto that are coming to put some things on display too. So, um, and then we've got wow. DJ Double Up, who is apparently, uh, actually not apparently, I shouldn't say apparently, he is. Uh, he's, got, <laughs> he's got a big following. He's going to be DJing after party as well. He's based out of Toronto. He's got like 5.4 million monthly listeners which is crazy to me. <laughs> um, so he's a, a big deal, apparently. Um, and, uh, and he'll be uh, mixing at the after party, too. So wide, yeah. wide range of artists, basically, is the answer. That sounds like such a good time. <laughs> yes, 100%. <gasps> I want to go. Yeah, Everybody buy your tickets. Let me see her DJ and she's like, <laughs> uh, like yeah. after party? <laughs> yeah. Art, music, art It'll display? be a good time. It'll be a good time, Fuck for yeah. sure. And are you guys like artists yourselves i was a very very amateur filmmaker very long time ago and then realized that i'm much better served behind the scenes than i am in front or behind the camera so i i don't produce as much content anymore um a lot of people on our team do though like we've got videographers we've got graphic designers we've got photographers um we've got spoken word artists like so our team is very very um artistically inclined in different ways um and asif is also very artistically inclined i will say i don't know if you want to chime in separately yeah i mean i'm uh i do actually have a local i'm actually on the local short list for the moscars this year as a film but uh yeah mostly on tiktok and youtube um just pretty much my strategy is do the dumbest thing i can think of and then and then make a little video out of it. I will say though, this guy's downplaying himself because podcast hosting is a creative That's outlet. That's true. Yes. I, I, I do agree with that. You guys are very talented at it. taking notes. Um, <laughs> oh, but yeah, thank you. so notes. new. <laughs> Likewise. Yeah, also is a TikTok superstar. TikTok superstar. Not, not quite. Not quite there, but. What's your TikTok? It's SifQ S I F Q, same as my Instagram. S I F Q. Follow it up. <laughs> TikTok schooling. There you go. I'm trying to get the Moscow's TikTok going. That's what I'm trying to do. Oh, that's a yeah, good he's idea. He's the man too, behind yeah. the scenes for the Moscow's TikToks and does an amazing job at it. It's awesome. Yeah, yeah. And um, who are your guys' favorite local visual artists right now? Ooh. Oh, that's a good question. Um, visual artists. Um, okay, so the guy that I'll 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 gravitate to a lot. I've supported his work for a long time. Rahman Hamid. Um, he's a painter um, at Rahman Hamid Studios. I think it's his Instagram. He does a lot of pop art, um, and then specifically try like does incorporates a lot of like superheroes within his pop art uh, with like very unique bends to it. So. Um, He's like a Pakistani Muslim artist who, so that kind of shapes his art a little bit, but not like overbearingly so. Um, so I would I would go with Rahman for local scene. How about you, Asif? You know, I got to shout out Narmeen. Oh, that's a good one. She, she's on our board and she did all Narmeen's these posters great. you guys were talking about. And uh, yeah, she she really killed it with the posters and been killing it the whole time she's been on the Moscars. Yeah, Narmeen um, Syed. 
At Narmeen Sayed? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <her Instagram>. At <laughs> something, just go on yeah. Oscar's Film Fest and, and she's tagged on all her yeah. all her graphic art. But yeah, she's done an amazing she's job. She's an incredible graphic designer for sure. Now you guys are lucky to have her on the team. That's oh yeah. Awesome. So, so talented. <sighs> and Lucy, who's your favorite visual artist? Who's my favorite visual artist? Well, I do remember recently mentioning Kaylin Hardstaff, so maybe I'll mention her again. I just have some of her paintings beside me here. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Look at this pickle jar lady. She looks like COVID. <laughs> oh, <my gosh>. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, yes, great. look up K Hardstaff Art, Kaylin Hardstaff on Instagram. She's got two accounts. Nice. And what about you, Grace? I feel like. I could say Hannah again. She did. There's like Hannah McMillan, our best friend, lady. She's the black and white one. Yeah, but she's clean. Some super cool stuff. Also, um, she's very talented. Yeah. If we're so if we're going outside the Muslim community, this dude Dominic LaFrance who does all of Tom Tunsky's stuff. Oh yeah. He, oh yeah. Yeah. He uh, the poster he made for Tom's last event. That was really well oh, done. That like was all really the, good. All the ego stuff has looked like oh, very yeah. clean. Yeah. Everything on ego is yeah. like it's a it was a particular look that he was going for too and it's just outstanding. Hmm. It's kind of simple too, which I really like. Clean. Makes yeah, it so yeah, smart because it's yeah. so simple and clean, yeah. Oh, for sure. It's stand. And um, who are your favorite um, actors or filmmakers right now? Um, that's a good one. Is I was the name uh, drop show? Yeah. Yeah, right? Like, wait, is this like personal or just generally in the world? Oh, yeah, in the world. Yeah, local. I mean, okay, so... Like globally, and again, I'll just stay on brand because yeah. uh, you know we're here to promote the Oscars. So <laughs> I'll, I'll say Riz Ahmed is probably killing it right now. Um, he's he uh, for those who aren't familiar, he's an actor, he's a rapper, spoken word artist, um, producer, director, all you know, all the mediums basically. Mm. Um, and he's also been working with uh, friends of ours who um, we are you know pretty close with called the Pillars Fund in the US to basically help put like uh, scholarly research behind the underrepresentation problem of Muslims, right, in, in, in Hollywood. So they did like this huge research paper on like the top 200 films in Hollywood and in the UK and like how few speaking roles and like non terrorist slash non-trauma victim roles like are played by Muslims and like it was an incredible like actually putting facts behind what everybody kind of thinks um and so he's just like finally starting to pop off and and like use that as a way to be like okay now that I've got a bit of a spotlight I want to shine it in onto like things that matter to me so Riz is uh who I'm gonna go with so I'm going to shout out Aksa Altaf because she has a short on uh, Disney Plus called American Eid, which is about like a, a nine-year-old girl who petitions to try and get Eid recognized as a holiday in her school. And she was on our podcast, and she also, I believe, has a film yeah, she does. in our festival this year. She's got a finalist film, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's actually a really tough question. I was trying to think while he was talking. And <laughs> so many. Because, you know, like, as part of the podcast, I've made it, like, one of my goals to try and, like, 
keep my finger on the pulse of like what's going on so when I couldn't think of a filmmaker that came to mind I was like damn this is really bad <laughs> but, uh, it's oh. like it's either what is with these series today yeah. it's either your brain was like wait like who is it or we just had uh, Mo on the podcast yeah and half of the podcast, he was like, shout out to this person, this person, this person, <laughs> and this person. Oh, oh I'm not done yet. I'm my best friend. And I love you. And it's just like. That's awesome. That's awesome. Going. I was trying to write them all down, and at some point I gave up. <laughs> I was like, yes, I'll just go over the recording later. <laughs> We're not adding all these people, but it's so sweet because <laughs> yeah, he's awesome. so popular. <laughs> yeah, that's wicked. That's wicked. I think our, our local scene, like, definitely has a lot of talent that's starting to percolate, too. Uh, we, we, we did a an event in Calgary last week um, just kind of trying to hype the main event and even there like so many filmmakers who came forward were like oh yeah like we submitted or like you know we want to submit or we're working on a feature and like it's just cool to see that filmmaking is starting to like in our community anyway like where you kind of are generally pushed towards more traditional career paths like more and more people are getting comfortable with art as a as a potential like way of living not just i do this on the side for fun but like this is this is what i want to do with my life you know and um so it's it's cool to see like even locally not just on the grand kind of broad Mm -hmm. spectrum of the world you know i feel especially it's like interesting to see in edmonton yeah how many because like before like when I was younger, I was like, ugh, like, I hate Edmonton. It's all just, like, <laughs> oil rigs and, like, ugh, like, I hate it here. But then it's, like, there's so many artists and it's kind of, like, totally. pushing past that, like, oh, you don't know what you want to do? Go work on the rigs. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah, yeah, Figure it out. And no, for sure. Option yeah. A or option B, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We're living in a day and age, too, where everyone's always romanticizing the idea of literally being homeless, like getting a car, packing up, and just like going in a van ride for the rest of your life. Like, yeah. our entire generation is like, wouldn't that be great if we could just run away from all this? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, that's no probably, showers, yeah. nothing, but <laughs> we're romanticizing it. Yeah. Why? It's because our society is sick. Yeah. So, so we're, we're Muslim, so we don't romanticize that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're, like, children of immigrants, it's like, okay, I gotta become a doctor. Or, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's what we're dealing with. My mom would beat me if I, uh, yeah. if I told her I was gonna get in my van and drive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, where? Where, yeah. would, where yeah. would you go? Yeah. Wherever I want, Mom. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Um, what advice do you have to young artists? Um... I would say, like, I mean, again, my perspective is not one of, like, a kind of a quote-unquote artist myself, I guess, unless we are counting podcast hosts as an art form. Podcast but, is art uh, But, you know, for me, it's, it's uh, you know, my exposure has been through connecting with so many other artists and, yeah. and, like, being able to provide just a little platform for, you know, a few people and, like, getting that opportunity to interact with the artistic community that way. I would say two things come to mind. One is like just create, right? Like create, create, create. And the the coolest thing that I've seen from the Moscars is I genuinely believe that you don't need a lot of resources in order to make a really strong product, right? Like we have seen films that had these like 50, 60, 70, 80, $100,000 grants 
for like 10 minute short film like this amazing production quality amazing like like shooting locations all this stuff the story was absolute ass like total <laughs> terrible bullshit right and like and it's like what the hell is this and then you've you've got films that are like literally made for probably like two thousand dollars on a camera that someone bought from best buy and is going to return right after they're done shooting <laughs> which i can probably say I've done back in the day. um and like the script is strong people are passionate while, while they're acting and it's like this awesome experience right um so i would say like create right create 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 don't get hung up on you know oh like there's no way i could make that because i don't have the budget like the budget is especially when you're thinking about short films is the least important aspect you know obviously money will make anything easier as it relates to like you know creative pursuits and we've had this conversation a lot with with podcast guests that we've had um uh throughout this past year about like you know how do you how do you do that balancing act between like Asif was even joking about earlier like being children of immigrants where you have less you know foundational security of like um you know, our, a lot of our parents have to like come here with next to nothing and like try to build something. They want to, they want their kids to have something safe and secure, rather than like, you know, try to chase self-actualization, which would like get you beat in a like a, a, a household. <laughs> like ours. So you know, it's like, the, the, it's like this very. I can appreciate for a lot of young artists. Like, okay, I will like I I need to think about that aspect as well, right? Like my family aspect. And not just like what do I want to do, um, and it's been like an ongoing topic of conversation with the artists that we interview. Is like, okay, like how how did that relationship go with your family as you started to like you know break into this as more of like a, a, a full time kind of career? And um, you know, we also have been talking a lot about like, do you need professional um, education in order to get into something like this? And like the answers are fascinating. I don't like. I don't know if I have an opinion one way or the other. Like, I, I, it wouldn't be for me to say, but I would encourage people to check out our podcast because the answers are pretty fascinating and they're very varied. Like, I think that's the best, the, the the most interesting thing is like, a lot of people say like, yeah, like, going to you know USC to take film school was like amazing for me because I had an opportunity to learn from these people, but also. I could have probably done all of that with YouTube tutorials and done it myself. And so like, Oh my God. People are, yeah. yeah. Like people are all over the place. So to summarize in, in this giant answer, I would say create, don't worry about budget and, um, and try to learn as much as you can from resources that you have available to you. Right. If you're able to go to film school, that's probably an avenue, you know, you might want to consider exploring, but if you can't, YouTube or whatever the, is, is possible for you to access is probably just as good for now to get your hands dirty, right? And, and again, it goes back to creating. Awesome, you anything to add to that? So, <clears throat> I would actually put myself in the category of the person who's asking that question and needs advice. So I also don't know how qualified <laughs> I am. But, like, one thing he said, just create, I would say, yeah, you gotta, like, be consistent. And that's, like, one thing that, like me personally like i struggled with being consistent but with the podcast and the tiktoks it was like okay i have to be accountable to these guys because we're dropping every two weeks and then in between the podcast we got to post the clips from the last podcast so like forcing yourself to kind of be on that schedule mm -hmm. like there's these two books that i really love 
and they haven't helped me yet, but maybe they'll help me one day, and, they, and they've helped some of my friends too. And one is The War of Art by Stephen Pressfield, and The Artist's Way by Julia Cameron. And um, what Stephen Pressfield says is like, you basically have to treat it like a job. Like people talk a lot about like feeling inspired and like waiting for the right moment, but like he's like, you you show up to your job every day when you're sick, when you're hurt, whatever. Like that's how you have to take your art. And so I'm not saying like spend eight hours a day on it, but like you got to put that time aside and I think be consistent with it. Another quote of his, I don't know if it's actually in the book or not, is like put your ass where your heart wants to be. So one of the things that's been interesting for me is like joining the Moscars because of the podcast is like I always kind of wanted to be involved in this stuff. And when you join an organization that's doing this stuff, it's like it it just opens up doors and opportunities and connections that you wouldn't have otherwise if you were just, you know, sitting at home. So, like, if you're a young artist and you want to get going, like, go take videocation at Fava. Like, that's where I met Tom Tunsky. Like, <laughs> you you put yourself out there and then, like, that's how you're going to, you know, meet people and open doors for yourself. So, that's it. I'll let you guys know next year if it helped me or not. <laughs> we'll do an update podcast yeah, around yeah, this yeah. time next year. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and how can people, both like artists and also people who are interested in like volunteering with Moscars, how can they yeah. get involved? Yeah. Reach out to us. I mean, again, our website uh, has like a email and contact information on that. Our, our social media is very active. If you send us a message on Instagram, we will get back to you pretty much right away. Um, but yeah, reach out to us and, and definitely let us know because we're always looking for people to get involved. We're always looking for artists that we can help to showcase their work. And just one other thing very quickly as it relates to that, for the actual film festival itself, you do not have to be Muslim in order to submit. So you have two criteria. One, if you're a Muslim filmmaker, your content can be about literally anything because for us, as being a Muslim and being a filmmaker is enough of a, of a representation of the diversity of our community that we don't need your content to also be like hitting people on the head with like the Muslim experience right so so that's one bucket but then we also readily invite and always have um, non-Muslim filmmakers to submit work as well and for that what we ask is for them to share what we call the Muslim experience right so you know whether that's a film about their interaction with a Muslim or the Muslim community or something that they want to showcase as it relates to you know misconceptions or stereotypes or whatever right whatever they want to explore within sort of that Muslim experience um, we are more than happy to accept and have had actually like a lot of success with non-Muslim film in fact I think our two of our last three winning films were by non-Muslim filmmakers so um, really really cool to see that evolution happen as well because at the end of the day it's about building bridges so encourage you to get involved you do not have to be muslim neither to join our board or to be or to be showcased uh we actually like highly encourage it for sure that's awesome yeah. that's beautiful like I, I love you guys this message of inclusion and uh, so it's all about art in general like it's so, so crazy thank you. yeah yeah you guys are doing a fantastic job appreciate it sounds like some lit events too yeah best way to bring people together music art and partying 100%. <laughs> honestly though like that's what it's all about you don't want to if we, we're, you're not going to win people over you're not going to be able to have conversations if it's like lecturing you know it's got to be in a manner that is inviting and entertaining, you know? Like, that's how people are going to care to come up, 
and otherwise like I don't know it's a, it's a tough ask of, of people if you're just like oh come to this symposium with me like, <laughs> shit. like you know that's never not... invite me to that again yeah. exactly so yeah I'm a big believer in the medium for sure Awesome. And the events are March 12th and... 11th and 12th, yeah. So the 11th is an invite-only event for the creatives that, you know, we've, we were trying to collaborate and, and bring together from that perspective. Um, the March 12th event is the one where the tickets are available online right now, themoskers.com slash tickets. Um, and, yeah, as mentioned, uh, the after party is also available online, but very it might even be sold out by now i don't know but uh, <laughs> but it's very, it's very very close to being sold out so that's one that people should jump on if they're interested awesome yeah yeah that was fantastic that was all of our questions amazing thank you for today guys. yeah we're right on time yeah you guys asked about uh visual artists and filmmakers but i was waiting for <laughs> oh, the opportunity yes. to say uh just Bo. Yeah, just, just Mo! Mo. Yeah. Are you guys listening to locally? Yeah, Just Mo, of course. Just Mo. Obviously. <laughs> just Mo. Yeah, just, just Mo. I've yeah. been listening to his stuff on repeat. There <laughs> There's actually, okay, so this is not to get confused with KM who's performing at our event. There's a kid in Calgary, he's like a university student, and I invited him to our event, but he's like, I have midterms, I can't come. His name is Kayam, K-A-Y-A-M, and he's only put out a handful of songs, but, like, they're all really good, really catchy, so... Okay, then they're just asking good. for confusion at this point. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm going to look it up, yeah. Kayam and Kayam. There you go. Cool. Cool. Thanks for having us. Thanks so much for coming. Appreciate yeah, appreciate yeah. having you guys. Thanks for sharing your story and yeah, a little bit about Moskers. Look forward to hopefully hosting you guys on March... You yeah. know it. We'll be there. Right. Awesome. In our grad dresses. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll get you sorted. We'll get you sorted. Yeah. Oh, and that's so awesome. Right Do on. you guys have anything to say to the? To Any the last words? Any last words? <laughs> uh, thank you for listening. Um, yeah, the event March twelfth. Please check us out. Yeah, come out on March twelfth. It's a great event. It's a great cause. If you don't come, you're Islamophobic. <laughs> just keep that in mind. Keep it in mind. Keep it in mind. So come. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for coming. Thank you. Thank you so much. Amazing. And we out. <laughs> <laughs>